Hey besties, welcome back to Hindsight is 3030. We are your hosts, Danielle and Kristen. And today we're going to talk about dating. Everyone's favorite subject. I love how you were going to hesitate and I just blasted right through that. I'm like, I mean, people, you love it, you hate it. It's just it's unfortunately a thing that we have to do in life. I was like, do we have to do it? I mean, you don't. You could yeah, just fair. not be with, you could just be solo your whole life. Right. Which I mean, that is a legit choice. You can. I mean, I would, I totally understand. So first we're going to go like through our dating histories a little bit and then we'll kind of like circle back and kind of talk about, I mean, we're obviously going to talk about like what we've learned like through it, but at the end give some like pointers, maybe some like red flags to avoid, stuff like that. Cause you know, I feel like we've been through it all between the two of us. Perhaps, perhaps we're going to find out. Yeah. All right. So where to begin? Would you like to start or would you like me to start? I could start cause mine's really short. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what dating history? Um, <laughs> I mean, I was, you know, in high school, I didn't really, okay, I didn't really date in high school. No. I had, like, one brief, bo- like, high school boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Not even, like, I wouldn't even call us legit. We would go out, we would hang out, but not often enough. And yeah, it just, that was something. And then I dated someone in college briefly just for, I think it was, like, eight months. Which, yeah. um, I would say that was... Which, yes, eight months is brief when you get older. Right. Yeah, I was going to say it was... It felt long at the time, but obviously looking back, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, and then after I kind of just, you know, I went into nursing school. I focused a lot on, because it was very daunting, very demanding. I just, the thought of dating was like not in the forefront. I'm like, I, what's the point of dating if I'm not even going to be a nurse? I yeah. Like I need to be a nurse. I need to graduate. I mean, no one's going to want to be with me if I can't do this one thing that I have set out to do. And it's a whole thing. So I, that just went on the back burner and I never really thought much of it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And then I got out of nursing school and I started working and surprisingly there was like nobody lined up at my door ready to date me. Surprisingly. <laughs> I don't know. It was everyone else like waiting for that moment too. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, so my, most of my twenties, my mid to late 20s after I graduated was just not really dating. I just kind of spent time working and, you know, working on getting like my uh, debt out and done from school and just hanging out with my friends and spending that kind of time and building the friendships I was building Yeah. and becoming um, just like the nurse that I wanted to be. I know that sounds cheesy, but like, you know, I worked so hard in school to be this nurse. I almost didn't become a nurse. And now it's like I have so much on my plate trying to be a new grad, trying to learn everything that I'm trying to learn on this med surge floor. And it was very stressful. And every day I think I left crying because I'm like, I'm an awful nurse. What did I do this? Why did I think this was a good idea? And... Let's see, I didn't... I, I mean, and you were working overnights, too, so that yes. makes it really hard Yeah, I was. Date. I was working 12-hour night shifts, yeah. so, I mean, I was on everybody else's reverse schedule. Yeah. I'd sleep during the day, I was up at night. Yeah. Um, and then, I, that was pretty much it. My very, very tail end of my 20s, I, I briefly met somebody. Briefly. Very, very briefly, I use that term. <laughs> but I, like, I made a connection with and I really really liked this person a whole lot and it was not supposed to be anything when when we had came together it was very like this was his thing this was my thing and you know once it's done we're you know we're walking away and just you know you think you go into it okay well I'm not gonna have feelings this is just gonna be something very casual we're just gonna hang out see where it goes it doesn't mean anything it's not going to mean anything and I felt I fell very deep yeah. and it wasn't good and it was not pretty. And 
it, it just it, that was a, an experience that I carry a lot of lessons from that I'm still trying to process. I'm still trying to learn from. So uh, I don't I don't really know. And then I take in those I've been working on those lessons and I feel like I'm rambling. Oh, my no, God. I'm fine. so sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, and then I just have started really like, recently being more open just to dating. I think yeah. I was so closed off for so many years, too, because of like my own issues of like my self-image and self-love and self-worth. That I think I, I think, I mean, this is could be a whole other episode of my life, but I just, I, it was recently that I just started realizing that, you know, maybe I do want somebody, maybe a partner is something that's not so crazy and out of touch for myself. And so I've been more open to it. I've been open to the possibility and I have been going on, I think I've dated more in my thirties now <laughs> than I have in my twenties. Yeah. And I've just been open to the idea of just meeting someone and just getting to know them and just still keeping it casual though. Like yeah. I, I think I'm one of those people that I, I just can't just, well, I thought I couldn't, but I fall head first for somebody and like not think of anything. Like I feel like I have to be very apprehensive. Mm-hmm. I want to get to know this person. I don't just, I'm not that kind of person that just falls really quickly for anybody. Like yeah. I really need to get to know the person. Yeah. And You're know super who guarded. Are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I am. Like, even, like, I feel like that's with, like, all of your relationships. You are very, like, careful. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, I'm I not know, saying that like, there's anything wrong that, with you. No, no, absolutely not. But, like, that's really interesting. Why am I guarded? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to unpack this on another episode. <laughs> absolutely. We could do lots of episodes <laughs> unpacking my life. Um, but, yeah, that's just kind of been, and like I said, I'm just casually dating. I'm still single. and But, again, at this age and this point in my life, I've realized that, I, I, I just think that, I don't know, I'm just open to whatever happens. I would love to meet somebody. I would love to find a partner in life. And the unfortunate part of getting to that point is being open to dating, getting being open to other people and learning about them. And just, I don't know. Seeing it's, what happens. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah. not taking it too seriously either. Like, it oh, should yeah. never feel like... I'm like, I'm looking for the love of my life. Let's interview you now. What are, you know, how do you handle anger? What is your trigger? You know, I just, it should be fun and it should be enjoyable. It should be fun to explore another person and know who they are. Yeah. It's like, please fill out the survey. I need to know all of your mental illnesses (laughs) and family history. Thank you. (laughs) Keep it super casual. I mean, like, and I feel like a huge lesson in this is that when dating, you're on your own timeline. Yeah. So like when we go through mine... I dated heavily in my 20s, and I got married in my 20s, in my mid-20s, so my life experience is a lot different, but, like, I commend people who, you know, take their 20s to focus on themselves, and then decide in their 30s that now they're ready Mm -hmm. to, like, open up their life and their heart to Mm -hmm. other people. Right. Because, I mean, I was just buck wild when I was young, (laughs) and then I just got, uh, you know, nailed down really quick. (laughs) So, going into my story, um, I had, so, it's really funny that I dated a lot in my 20s, because I didn't have my first kiss until I was 18, Mm -hmm. and... I was, like, one of those people who always, like, over-romanticized everything, and, like, when I had a crush on someone, it was, like, Mm all-consuming, like, because, I don't know, I was just one of those people, because I'd never had it before, it's so much easier to let your imagination run wild. Yeah. So, I had my first 
boyfriend, my one and only boyfriend. <laughs> what a mark he made. In, um, in my senior year of high school, it was our second half of senior year, and we only dated for a few months, and then I found out he was cheating on me, and that was a whole thing, and whatever. Um, I don't like him. He's I'm literally, not, I don't like he's him. He's literally trash, so who cares? Right. <laughs> um, I actually, like, met a really good friend through him, so I'm very, very appreciative of that, but other than that, he can fall in a hole. <laughs> um, well, then... Really soon after that, I started to realize that I might not only be attracted to men, and I don't know why I'm saying this so, like, apprehensively. <laughs> like, ugh. It's like I'm coming out all over again. Right. So, actually, the person that I was with the night that I found out that my ex was cheating on me, we ended up spending a lot of time together. We spent the summer together, and I think it was just kind of like um, we were both raging homosexuals now. But I think in the moment, it was very easy because we trusted each other to kind of like experiment. Like, I don't want to like say like the whole situation was an experiment, but at the same time, it like kind of was because we were both very like sheltered, hadn't really like dated anyone before, like besides like my boyfriend for like two months. Like, and he was my first kiss, like, everything, like, mm. stuff like that, so. And I don't think you guys had a, and maybe I can't speak for the other one, but I, like, you didn't really have anyone to, like, not look up to, if the right word, but, like, to, like, model, like, what you were experiencing right. to compare and. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, it, this was back in 2009, so, I mean, yeah, we just didn't have a lot of resources or, like, other people like us to, like. I don't know, figure things out. But like, I have like heard now, fast forward, I've heard like horror stories about this one girl who was out in our high school who got massively bullied like every day. And um, I mean, I guess it's convenient for me that I'm very straight passing. So like, I don't think it would have been anything I would have had to worry about. And plus like, no one really knew me in high school. So I don't think it mattered that way either. But anyway, so this girl and I, we like started dating and I honestly thought that because I was 18 and stupid, I thought that she was the person I was going to be with for the rest of my life. And there's a part of me now that kind of thinks like maybe it was more of like a, cause no one has ever like loved me the way that this person mm -hmm. loved me. And I'm air quoting loved. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to turn this into a bash fest. I just know that we were both going through a lot mm -hmm. um, when we were dating. And we dated for a year. And in that time, we kept it a secret the whole time. I, I didn't come out. I like wasn't comfortable. I wasn't ready. Even though I don't know why I wasn't ready. Because I my support system is I'm very, very lucky to have the support system that I do. But it took me after us breaking up and then she told me that if I came out, she would come out. And that was a huge thing because that was one of the reasons why we broke up is because she didn't want to be out. And I'm very not the person to like force someone out of the closet, but I just was having a hard time wanting to stay in the closet at that point. Like mm -hmm. I was ready to like live my life. Right. Like I was in college. I was figuring myself out. Well, I thought I was figuring myself out and whatever. Well, then I ended up coming out. And then she bails on me. Bitch. So. Bitch. Sorry. I, again, I know who, and I just, oh. Yeah. Oh. So, so I ended up coming out and I was super supported. I was super loved. 
through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then a couple months later, I meet another person and our relationship was fine. <laughs> um, I have a lot of trauma of manipulation from my early relationships only because I am very much a people pleaser. I am the oldest. Mm -hmm. I've always been someone who has been expected to be super independent yeah. and all these things, but I'm also expected to be a helper. And mm -hmm. I'm very much a person where I was trained that I need to make sure that everyone else is good. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of spilled over into my relationships a little too much mm -hmm. to the point where I just believed a lot of things that I shouldn't have and um, was just taking advantage of the way I, yeah. I, I shouldn't have. Exactly. So we dated for like six months. Like it wasn't anything big. We had a huge blowout breakup. But then because I'm a people pleaser, I then still took her to Wisconsin Dells and paid for the whole trip. I, I, <laughs> Kristen's dying. Cringe. I just. I'm oh. cr I cringe now too because, and it's like, and it's really sad for me because I genuinely just didn't have any self-esteem to stand up for myself. And like, I just didn't. Right. I just didn't respect myself at no. all. I, that's literally, as you say, I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. in my toxic friendship that I had. That's, yeah. I think back to those times and I feel exactly how you expressed it. Where yeah. I feel so sad for myself that I oh, didn't yeah. have any self-love and self-worth, self-confidence to say no. Yeah. Like, I... Yeah, just to, like, oh. put your foot down. Right, and, and say, I don't deserve to be treated this way. Oh, yeah. And I don't need to do this for you. Right. When you've been this malicious, toxic person to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What was really funny is that this girl, after we broke up, we were really good friends. <laughs> like, we were really great at being friends. Mm -hmm. And I was able to really set a boundary for myself. And it was the first ever time I've mm -hmm. ever set a boundary for myself. Good. And was like, okay, like, yeah, I'm your friend, but I'm not going to do A, B, C, and D for you because that's not in my friend description. Mm -hmm. And we actually were very healthy friends. We mm -hmm. were like, we were able to talk about like other people we were dating. Like it was never weird. Like we would just hang out all the time and it was great. And we should have just always been friends. Mm -hmm. And to this day, like we keep in touch every once in a while. And it's like, there's no bad blood between mm -hmm. us. I mean, we were young and dumb like both of us so just still learning and figuring out oh yeah yourselves and yeah. your life yeah and that's why like i try just really hard like not only to not be hard on myself but to not be hard on the people that i dated because we were young like we were 18 mm -hmm. like 18 19 years old or i think both people i've dated were 18 because i was older so i was like 19 20 mm -hmm. or whatever anyway not really important <laughs> But yeah, I just try to give myself and other people a lot of grace so because we were young. We were You're so much better than I me. I know, but I feel like because it was only because we're young. Like yeah. if it happened now, right, it would be a totally different thing. I would mm -hmm. be like, "You're a piece of shit. I give you no grace. <laughs> Suck my left nut. Get out of my life." <laughs> so yeah, I think that if this ever becomes a huge thing, that that when we may we make merchandise, that needs to be <laughs> on Suck my left nut. Get out of my face. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so after I dated her, I dated someone else. We dated for a year and honestly, like we were, we were the type where I think we needed each other when we met each other, but we outgrew each other mm -hmm. at the end. And 
it was really funny because we were kind of, I don't want to say long distance, but we were only able to see each other on the weekends. Like we had no access to each other, like during the week because I lived in the suburbs and she lived in the city and it was just, and she was a student. I was working full time. So it was like super inconvenient to like see each other during the week. So we only saw each other on the weekends. So I would like go for a weekend trip and then come back and be like, oh man, like, I don't know if I like want to be with her anymore. But then I'd go back for the weekend and then she would be like, let's go to a bookstore or like say something that would just be like, oh, okay. And I would be like, oh, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And then the cycle would repeat itself over every weekend. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, oh my gosh, like she's so sweet To I don't know if like I feel the same as I used to. And like when I was dating her, she came, like she officially came out to like her parents and stuff like that. And so there was just like a lot like happening and there was a lot of firsts in our relationship like us as individuals and us together and stuff like that so I feel like we like met each other at the right time but I feel like honestly I I wish I could personally thank her because when after we broke up it was like a week after we broke up and I broke up with her even though I sobbed the whole time I'm a weenie okay like I will cry at everything even though I know like I knew it was for the best for us that we needed to go our separate ways. But then, Mm -hmm. of course, a week later, I was lonely and I like called her and I'm sobbing and I'm mortified that I did this. But at the same time, like I get it. Like I was 21 years old. Mm -hmm. I like really thought I fucked up like because she was like on a really good path in her life and she wasn't manipulative. Like she took really good care of me. Mm -hmm. Like I honestly don't even remember why I wanted to break up with her. Like not in a sense of like, I wish we could go back. Like I just genuinely don't remember like why Mm -hmm. I needed out like at all. But a week later, I, like, call her, and I'm sobbing. And I'm like, please take me back. And it's not one of my prouder moments. And she she told me that I made the right decision, and I need to stand by that decision. And so she essentially mm-hmm. shut me down. And I've never had that before, because in all my past relationships, as soon as I said, please take me back, yeah, they took me back. Right. And so, it just started that cycle again. Right. And there was no consequence for me making a decision, because right. I can just go back. Right. And so I'm, I will be forever thankful for that because Mm. it kind of taught me like, you get what you get and you don't have a fit. Like you just, you do, like if you make a decision, like this is something you need to cut off, then you need to cut it off. And I honestly don't know where or what she's doing now. And I like, I think of her fondly. Like I Mm. think like, oh, I I really just hope that she's like doing really well for herself and stuff like that. Such a good person. I mean, yeah, it's just like. I don't know, we like spend a year together and then we just went our separate ways. Yeah. So then after her, I went a little crazy. (laughs) My now spouse calls it my slut phase. (laughs) And I'm, they're not wrong. Within the span of a few months, I dated many women. (laughs) And honestly, I just never, ever, ever since I first, I went on my date or I started dating my ex-boyfriend, I was never single for very long after that. Like mm-hmm. I was in, I was like a serial monogamy relationship person. Like I had to be with someone and it just kind of like taught me that I could just go out, have fun and there not be any attachment. Yeah. I mean, did I hurt people along the way? Probably. But I, for myself, I needed to be selfish Mm -hmm. And ironically, I did meet someone right before my spouse who 
I could have seen da- I could have seen us dating mm-hmm. and she shut me down so hard and I needed that I needed I needed someone to tell me no right because I was like Mrs. Ladies man out there and I was like if I want to date you I can have you and for someone to be like no you can't I'm like humble me up a little bit <laughs> got it <laughs> like and I, I, I mean, I just, I don't know. I appreciate every situation and every person that I've dated because they bring, they brought, they brought something to my life or taught me a lesson that I needed to learn. So yeah, and she I, shut me down real quick. Anything <laughs> too, like the, and that's a, a true kind of good thing about dating is that it brings you closer to figuring out what it is that you want, what you're looking for, who, the type of person you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could think in your head, oh, this is the type of person that I want and have all these descriptions. And then you go to date someone like that and you realize, oh, yeah. maybe this isn't like what I want. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just know for, like from one of my past ones where like he was really into sports and I thought that's what I like. I wanted. I yeah. wanted someone that was into sports. My, you know, my dad's into sports, my uncle's. And like, that's just kind of thing. You watch the sports, you cheer on, whatever. Even though I can't, I am not a sports fan. <laughs> and like dating someone who was into that. And their emotions that get attached to it. Like, I just remember him getting so upset over, like, a game lost or won. And it was so up and down. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, I need someone who's, like, mildly enjoys sports. But I I personally do love sports. Right. So, I mean, it's a little bit different. But, yeah. So, at the tail end of my slut phase, Mm -hmm. as my spouse calls it, I met my spouse. And... I mean, hook, line, sinker. It was really funny because we met, and the first time we ever met in person, we met on a dating site, and I mean, this is how I met everyone. And unfortunately, in the LGBT plus community, kind of how you have to meet people. It's not like we're walking around with... Especially back then, too. Yeah, it's not like we're walking around with freaking armbands on that, like, identify, like, what we are. And whatever. That I mean, that would be cool if everyone had, like, all lesbians had, like, green armbands. Or, like, (laughs) you know, I don't know. Perfect. Yeah. Just, like you know, ostracize us, I guess. (laughs) I mean, we're not already a terrible, like a, you know, frowned upon minority. Anyway, so I met my spouse and we went on, we still can't to this day agree if it was a date or not, but we met up and, and it was fun and we had a good time and I was still kind of like chatting with other people. Like I was, at that point I was still leaving my options super open because I really wasn't looking for a relationship, but we just kept hanging out. And one night they took me out to a bar and, or it was funny because I actually invited them to my work Christmas party and they never got back to me. So I invited someone else. And that night I ended up leaving the party early because my date had to get home because she was on like specific medications where she had to take them at certain times and Mm -hmm. she was underage. So it's not like she could stay out and party with us or anything Mm -hmm. so we I went home early and I remember my spouse calling me and they're like hey what are you doing and I literally respond going getting naked because I was getting out of my dress from the thing and they're like wait what and I was like oh like I'm just changing I just got home from my Christmas party and they're like oh my god I totally forgot about that because I invited them to Mm -hmm. go and they were like oh my god I need to make it up to you so they were like be ready in 30 minutes I'm gonna come pick you up and we're gonna go out and I'm like okay so we go to this like dive bar like this dive gay bar there was like no one in there except like the owner <laughs> like and maybe like two other people and so we're like drinking whatever and I had already had two drinks at the 
party thing. And at that point, I was a lightweight because I didn't start drinking until I was 21. Mm-hmm. And I met my spouse when I was 22. So I had no drinking experience. <laughs> it was like one of those things where we're like drinking, whatever. I go to the bathroom and like, you know how you don't realize you're drunk until you go to the bathroom and you look at yourself in the mirror? Yes. Yeah. So yes. that happened. Fast forward on the way home, I was like, we hadn't like kissed yet or anything. So on our way home, I was like, because I'm drunk, I'm going to tell you this. Oh my God. And I'm like, I really want you to kiss me. And so Heather's like, okay. And then just like kept driving. (laughs) And I said it really early into our drive and it was a long drive (laughs) back to my house. So, and then of course we get back to my house before they left. They kissed me. And Science Seal delivered. Then after that, we just, we hung out a lot. Before, I think it was before we were even official, we like slipped up and accidentally started talking about our wedding and like what mm-hmm. what happened. Because we ended up watching lesbian rom-com and there was a wedding involved. So we were like, well, at my, at our wedding. And then we're like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we've been dating for like two seconds. <laughs> like we're not even officially dating yet. And then on mm-hmm. Christmas Eve, or no, on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. They officially asked me to be their girlfriend, and then the rest is history. We moved in together six months later. Yes, the uh, U-Haul joke is true. (laughs) Uh, We moved in six months later, and then we got engaged a year, like eight months after that, and then we got married 13 months after that, and we've been married ever since. It's been, it'll be six years in August. TikTok. Yes. (laughs) So time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not gonna say like that. You know, it's been easy breezy, beautiful cover girl right. in our marriage the whole time. I mean, I, I'm very much a person where I thrive on chaos, <laughs> and my marriage is relatively very peaceful. So I like to stir shit up and just make it hard for myself instead of just enjoying being with someone who loves me and that Mm -hmm. I love them right and all this stuff so I unfortunately because I'm a January Aquarius I do thrive on the drama (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to admit it but I do but going back I do want to talk about obviously like dating unfortunately because in the society we're in people do have to come out if they don't date you know the opposite sex but I wanted to ask you like what were you had to have seen it coming when I told you I I kind of was surprised but like I wasn't but like I was yeah. I don't know how to describe like, it were, okay I, were you more surprised that I came out or were you more surprised at who I was dating or were you not surprised I was dating that person but you were just surprised in general I think I was, I, I wouldn't say, I don't know if surprise, I think I was taken off guard. Okay. Because I, I remember like sitting in my basement and you're like, we have something to tell you. And I was, was like, she oh. there? Yeah, she was. Well, I don't remember that. I thought I told you. Maybe. My I... whole memory is different. <laughs> no, but I remember, I, th- I could have sworn we were by ourselves because I was like, I have to tell you something. And then I said, I'm dating so-and-so. I didn't say I'm gay. No, yeah, right. It was I literally said yeah. I'm dating people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I could have sworn she was because I thought you two sat me down together I don't and because we were in my basement and you're like Yeah, we had a conversation like, in your basement. Right. That, <laughs> That's where diverges. All of our deepest conversations have happened in Kristen's parents' basement. <laughs> that basement is very powerful, let yeah. me tell you. People yeah. love my ba- my parents' basement. <laughs> There's a vibe. There yeah, really is. It is a vibe. <laughs> 
But no, I remember you guys sitting me down and saying that we're, we you, we're dating, but we're not gay. We're dating. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, we're just, you know, just having fun. You're not, you're not thinking anything too deep. And then, like, you kissed each other to prove to me. Not that I, not that I was asking. You're just like to like, sh- like confirm. I'm literally so just, embarrassed. <laughs> I just remember because like, like you, just, like you just, like you just kissed, and I was like, oh, okay, sure. Okay, so then maybe the second conversation. Perhaps then I, I felt like I had to officially come out. I think so. Later, and I was like, I like girls. Okay, I think that makes yeah. I yeah, think I'm starting to get like that, that memory. Yeah, because I remember like after her, I almost said her name. I mean, I guess I could bleep it out. After her and I broke up, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think this is, like, fake. A phase, yeah. Yeah. Okay. For... That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And this timeline I'm, I'm yeah, picturing now. Me, okay, let me clarify some things. <laughs> so when I was dating this person, we were convinced that we were not gay. We were gay for each other, and that was it. Like, yeah. we literally had this life plan. I, like, I get embarrassed talking about this. <laughs> But we literally had this life plan where we would like date each other until they went, she went to college because I ended up staying home for college and she was going away and we were going to date until she left for college, which we did break up. And then two weeks later I was like, because not only was I losing like my girlfriend, but like her and I got really close Mm -hmm. in the year that we were like hanging out and and then dating. Like she was like one of my best friends, but I was also like. I felt very isolated from other people that, like, I felt like at points she was my only friend. So, like, Mm -hmm. after two weeks, I, like, went up to visit her at school, and she wasn't out at school, even though everyone knew, because Mm -hmm. I was, like, talking to her floor, like, her floor mates. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. And they were all, like, really fucking cool Mm -hmm. and whatever, and they were like, oh, yeah, we know. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, so, and we got back together, and then we ended up breaking up, like, a little while later but anyway our plan was we were gonna break up when she went to college and then we were gonna get married to men this is the part that i literally laugh every time because it's so like it's such gaby energy i can't so we're like okay like we're gonna you know we're gonna break up everything's gonna be fine we're gonna marry boys and then they're just gonna have to be okay with us (laughs) fooling around each other can't I can't like now I'm like one what a horrible life to live right to like be married to someone and like I'm even saying like I'm sure if my internalized homophobia was strong enough I mean like I don't know like I I now identify as pansexual like I'm very open to dating any gender or any person I should say like I'm attracted to people not Mm-hmm. gender or sex I should say mm-hmm. and I don't know I always knew at the end of the day like I wanted to be with a woman the rest mm-hmm. of my life and I don't know like I feel like that would just be terrible to like mm-hmm. marry someone and like at some level you would love them right but not have that intimacy but then like right but then know that like you're taking something away from them that they could have with someone else that's fair yeah yeah so like I don't know I that it was a half baked <laughs> situation, like solution. really early in the blueprints. Yeah. So, but like that was our thing. Like we were like convinced mm-hmm. that like that's how it was gonna go down. And I mean, like I was like dumb in love with this person. Yeah. And like at one point, like we were about to break up for. I mean, like we were one of those couples that like broke up and got back together like four thousand times, and it was like. 
but it was like between the two of us like we never I mean no one knew we were dating but mm-hmm. like of like the two or three people that did know like we never like went to them and we're like oh my god we broke up okay now we're back together like it was always between the two of us like where we would break up and then within an hour we'd be back together like it was yeah disgusting toxic oh so toxic Uh, and like from both sides like we were both just like we just knew like what buttons to push and like we were really nasty to each other but at one point like we were fighting and we were technically broken up Mm mm-hmm because, like, she didn't want to do it anymore. She didn't want to keep the secret anymore. Yeah. But, like, wasn't willing to, like, come out. So she was like, we just have to be done because I can't do this anymore. And then I fucking proposed to her. I remember this. Oh, I remember this. So dumb. And in that moment, we're like, oh, my God, like, we're going to get married. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. now I think about it and I'm like, to be um, young. Young. And so dumb. Young. Like, so dumb. Oh. Because it's, like, I was doing, like, I was literally, and it's, like, and I understand, like, there are some couples that, like, fall in love when they're young and they stay together, and I think that's incredible. I was using, mm-hmm. like, we were using breaking up and getting back together as, like, we thrived on the highs and lows. Like, mm-hmm. we literally were so toxic for each other because, like, we would break up just to make up. Like, mm-hmm. that was, like, yeah. what we did. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, thrilling, and then when we officially broke, like, officially broke up, mm-hmm. it, I was playing, I was playing the game yeah. and we were fighting about, I went to lunch with an old friend mm-hmm. and I didn't answer my text messages or whatever. And it was big for me because the friend I was going to see, I was actually coming out to. So it was like a huge yeah. lunch for me to go and like see mm-hmm. her and stuff like that. And, um... And I wasn't answering my phone, and so it was a huge issue Yeah. when I got home. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. And she was like, okay, you're right. And and I was like, wait, no. Like, I, I didn't mean it. Right. And then she was like, no, like, we're done. Like, you said we're done, we're done. And we were officially done. And I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> it worked? Was yeah. it, is this what I wanted? I'm I like, wanted, but I didn't. Right, I'm like, I, like, and I was like, in the moment, like, I was like, oh my god, like, I didn't want this. Like, I, I love this girl and all this stuff. And it was a lot to go through, especially because it's like, I, when I was like, okay, I'm done. I didn't like wholly mean it. Yeah. And then for her to be like, I'm going to pick up your bluff. Bet. Yeah, yeah, we're done. Yeah. And we tried to stay friends after that. Mm. It didn't really mm. work out too much. And I just, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like I have a lot of opinions. Yeah, yeah, we know. And we can't really talk about it because <laughs> she might I, listen to this podcast. She, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I went through a lot of shit with a lot of people yeah. when I was young. and But I, I think going through all of those experiences, like I said, it led you to Heather and oh, yeah. to respect what they bring, yeah. and, wh- you know, because, and I said this in your in the wedding speech I gave, yeah. that it was one of the first times I've ever seen you in a relationship where your effort that you put into it was matched. Yeah. You were with someone that was truly your yeah. equal. And I think when you go, when you're dating, you know, I think we get so caught up in the, like, the picture that mm-hmm. we want and oh, the picture yeah. that we see of this person, the potential. I think that is one of the scariest things that we really do need to be careful of when we date. Is that when we date, when I, <laughs> when I, you, the viewers, when, you know, just. Yeah, it's like collective we. Yes. Royal we. Yes. You know, you have to focus on who you're dating now. Yeah. Not, th- I mean, it's one thing to see the potential, but you have to understand and realize you are not 
dating their potential. You're dating who they are now. Yeah. They will not... You can't change them. No. You can't make them and turn them into anything you want them to be. The husband material, wife material, whatever that is for you. Like, you can't force that. You can't expect them to do that. If you're frustrated by the things that are going on presently... And, you know, you've expressed it in a healthy manner that, you know, maybe this isn't really okay or, you know, this is something that's bothering me. And they're not respecting that and they're not willing to make that change. Yeah. That's a huge red flag. That, oh, yeah. And that's something you need to start questioning. That's mm-hmm. not something that, oh, I love them. I just, it's something I have to put up with because no. No. When you start collecting those over and over and over again, they build and then eventually it's going to break. Yeah. It will break. Because, yeah. I mean, like, the one thing that I, like, when Heather and I first started dating, Heather would call me on my shit. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. I could not stand it because I was always dating people who would just let me play my games and just be an asshole. Mm-hmm. And when I started falling back in those habits with my spouse... They would call me the fuck out and they'd be like, no, 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 we're going to sit down like adults and we're going to have a conversation. And I'm like, but I just want to slam the door and be mad. (laughs) Like, I just wanted to have my fit. And they would be like, no, like, we're going to act like adults. Or like, Mm -hmm. there was like a few, you know, anytime, like we rarely fight. Mm -hmm. But when we do fight, it's like once a year. Mm -hmm. It hasn't even, I don't even think we fought. We haven't fought in the last couple of years, but... It would be like once a year and we would be to the point that we'd be screaming at each other that I'm surprised the cops hadn't been called on this because we should be screaming. Mm -hmm. And, but nothing ever was resolved that way. Right. So we'd always have to go back and be like, wait, all these things that we wanted to discuss couldn't because we were just screaming at each other. Mm -hmm. And it was always because I would start it. I'll admit it. (laughs) I'm not perfect. I'm not you know, I'm not the perfect spouse. They're tor- They're a Taurus, so they're very level-headed. Yes. Yeah. Well, and also Damn stubborn. <laughs> and also stubborn. So, you know, we're working with the best of both and the worst of both worlds. But, yeah. So, I mean, I, at first, didn't like that I was being challenged. Mm-hmm. But you have to, like, you have to look at any relationship in the perspective of, are they challenging me to be an asshole and to to rile me up or are they Mm -hmm. challenging you to make you a better person and to see it from a different perspective because I could have easily wrote it off as like a red flag Mm -hmm. and been like oh you know they're they're just trying to manipulate me just like other people have Mm -hmm. by making me do it their way but then like the more I think about it I'm like oh like it would make more sense if you know we could just sit at the kitchen table and have a conversation and be like hey I don't like this or hey I do like like hey Mm -hmm. like can you not do that or hey can you help me with this or something instead of just being like you know push down all your feelings and then be huffy with each other for no reason right because that's not that's not a relationship Mm -mm. but like not a healthy one no like you you can like have fun with people like that but that isn't something that that isn't a relationship you take home to your mom no unfortunately no it's one that never grows and then it just stays in that sick toxic cycle there's no growth and that's the thing that's what life is really all about it's growing and it's learning Mm -hmm. and if you can't be open and willing to learn from your mistakes and to grow from them and to stay the way that you are i think that's just really sad yeah that's yeah yeah and i mean like i feel like a lot of people need to learn that like you need to want 
to be a better version of you yes for whoever you're dating absolutely that's i think the the one thing that all of us in this world can learn and to work on continuously is the love we have for ourselves yeah how we love ourselves is a reflection on how we allow other people to treat us how other people how we allow them to love us love again if yeah you know love like whatever right (laughs) respect right exactly like if you are constantly working on yourself and trying to be a better human and a you know a kinder one and or whatever it is that you know you're trying to work through Working on yourself will never make you put you at a disservice, especially when it comes to dating, because all that is doing, it's raising your vibration. It is making you more attractive to that person that you were truly meant to be with. Yeah. Because then I just think that it increases your chances of finding that equal for you. Yeah. If you keep staying in that rut with these toxic behaviors, you're not going to be able to find that true no. respectable relationship because you don't respect yourself. Right. You don't love yourself. You don't have this worth for you. That's why you'll let these people treat you and manipulate you. And again, you've, you know, we all have our issues. We all, there's a lot of us that are people pleasers that we're working real hard to overcome and, and just grow and learn. I just, you know, I've seen firsthand what happens when you allow someone to manipulate you and to think that this is love and that this is normal and this is healthy when it's actually really toxic yeah. and it's really unhealthy. Yeah. And just be, and, and you know, I know we're using like the word toxic a lot, but and I was not always the most understanding of what, like, toxic really is. Yeah. You know, you just see, you know, oh, people fight all the time. They make up. They break up. Oh, that's toxic. You just kind of throw that label on there. Yeah. But toxic really is something so much. And I feel like I should have done my homework and really look up the definition of toxic <laughs> on the Urban Dictionary. But I just think that, like, I mean, you could have a person that you're trying to grow with. And they keep shutting you down every chance you get. and Or, like, you know... You, you go you know, months back and forth talking and popping into each other's lives here and there for a hookup or whatever. You realize that, like, that is also unhealthy. That is also toxic because you're not, once again, you're allowing this thing that I don't think is, I mean, you have to ask yourself, is this making me happy? Is this bringing me joy? Is this bringing me growth and health? And asking you all these, like, big, tough questions. And then it's when you have to start doing the work of, like, is this something that, I want to continue. Is this what I deserve? I would hope not. You just, you want to, you have to love yourself. When when it comes to dating at any age, first and foremost, you have to love yourself. Yeah. And have that self-respect. Because if you don't have that love for yourself, you will, you will never find anybody who will love you like you should. Yeah. Who will love you and treat you as you should. Yeah. And I mean, one thing that I like, I know people say all the time, like, oh, a relationship is 50-50. No. A relationship is 100-100. Mm-hmm. And I understand. Some days... You're going to only be able to give 20 and your spouse is going to have to give 80. Mm-hmm. But on the regular, right? it's a hundred, hundred basis. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, on like, you know, I have days where like mentally I am just tapped and yeah. I can't, I can't function. My spouse steps up and takes care of things. And it's the other way around too. Like, yeah. you know, like you just have to like, you have to be with someone who is willing to not only be there for your best moments, but for your worst moments and be there in a way that's going to actually help you and not hurt you. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I don't know. I mean, if you want to submit your relationships, like like if you're questioning if your relationship is toxic or not, why don't you slide into our DMs at Danielle Marie Media and we can maybe do an episode talking all about all these different relationships and if there's anything you, like, if it's salvageable mm-hmm. or if you need to 
get back on those dating apps. <laughs> and I think it, we should just put it out there. You know, we're not doctors or no, anything like no, that, but we're just trying to, yeah, we're just trying to give like the best advice that yeah. we can and just try to help. Honestly, yeah. because I feel like, you know, that's what friends do. Friends help one another. Yeah. We listen to our woes and we're like, okay, how can we find a solution? Or what's yeah. the, the best advice, most loving, kindest, kindest, that's not, most kind advice that we can give. Yeah. And, I don't know. Hopefully we can help. I would love to help. Yeah. I mean, like, I just, like, because I feel like I'm, how I am as a friend now, I wish I was that friend 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, no bullshit. Yeah. I'm going to tell you because I love you, not right. because I want to hurt you. But right. I'm also not going to do it in a dick way. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be like, you're stupid. Like, right. But I'd be like, think about it this way. Right. Yeah. I just wish I was... I wish I was me 10 years ago. I wish I was me 10 years ago. Yeah. I, I like wish I was me s- one year ago. <laughs> <laughs> Six months ago. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, that pretty much just sums up our episode. All things dating. We'll probably definitely do another episode on this in the future. Because, I mean, I feel like dating it's so, is something you can always talk about. Yeah. It's so big. It's so vast. Yeah. You know? Who yeah. knows where life is going to... Take us with the advice that we could share with others. Oh, yeah. I mean, Lessons I would, continue to pile up. Yeah. I would also be open to just doing a whole episode reading about bad dates. Oh, my. Yeah. I would love that. Because I've had a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Are red I mean, flags just... that you've noticed in relationships? Yeah. Red flags that, you know, people have said or done where you're like, mm, yeah, no. That's, yeah. That is a no for me. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I could just keep rambling on about this, but we're going to cut it off here. Thank you so much for listening. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review our podcast. Five stars goes a long way, even if you just write hi as the review. We appreciate the support, the love. Yes, we would appreciate you so, so much. Um, If you want to get updates on when our podcast is posting, Follow us on Instagram at Danielle Marie Media. That is where all of our uh, podcast information will be. And if you need advice or have an idea of an episode you want us to do, just slide into our DMs right there. Mm-hmm. We will read every single message. We love you guys. And don't forget to love yourselves. And we will talk to you next time. Bye, Bye besties. This has been a Danielle Marie Media Production.